All right, hello everybody. You're listening to What's Your Number? This is the story of two well-traveled women as told through sexual experiences. I'm Olivia and I'm back in Barcelona. And I'm Mariah recording from Maryland. This is the podcast where we tell each other the story of every person we've ever slept with, starting with number one. about ooh, lucky number 13 um love when we get the you know we hit those nice little numbers oh my gosh and it's friday i know it's not friday the 13th but that was but it is a friday it It, it absolutely is maybe not when you're listening to this but yeah yeah probably not so just that's completely irrelevant just completely basically (laughs) ignore that um, but yeah, but where did we leave off last time? It's been a while since we've recorded, so <laughs> your guess yeah, is as which good as ours. Like, right. <laughs> this is like what we say every time now. We're like, man, what are we it's doing? weird How to be back you? in the booth. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's been a weird summer, but um, this is obviously coming out deep into the fall, so again, irrelevant, but um mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for all that irrelevant. Not like we're trying to take you out of the scene or anything. Okay. So in the last episode, um, okay, yeah, that's this is it. I remember. Mariah had so much in common with this guy who just happened to be also super jacked. Um, after an underwhelming protein-packed home-cooked meal on their first date, she ends up deciding that there's just not much of a spark shortly thereafter she says goodbye to number five for the last time and we mean for real this time well for five years anyways five more years five five and five that's how we like it over there oh my gosh um yeah i mean gosh i couldn't have said it better i really couldn't have said it better myself (laughs) Um, about number 12. Um, but yeah, Olivia travels to Valparaiso, um, Chile, where she shares her mattress with one of her studly Brazilian roommates. And when he starts sending her some mixed signals, she simply takes on a second lover instead of talking about it (laughs) until the romance with number 12 eventually flames out in Bolivia while she and her new pals are en route up north. That's it. Yep, never a dull moment over there in Olivia world. She's she's hitchhiking up uh up through up from Chile to toward uh, the northern tip of South America. So um quite the journey. But um today, um, at least for me, this is the story of a dark time in Missoula again. Thankfully, we're almost done with Missoula for a little while. I'm very happy about that um <laughs> in the story. Um and these are some of the hookups that helped me learn what I don't want. Nice. Those are so important. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can't wait to hear all about them. And my number 13 is the story of falling in lust at first sight. Ooh. So without further ado, um, so <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so as as you might recall, 
Um, I have mentioned number 13 already um, because I met him in the middle of like this kind of turbulent time with number 12. Um, when we were on the rocks, I went out with my friend Vicencio to the club with the <laughs> specific, I don't know why. <laughs> I, like, I wrote it out that way too. I think <laughs> I'm sorry. I think as a joke to myself, <laughs> but I just like ended up taking it seriously. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hmm, clerp, clerp sounds exotic. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was just supposed to be like a joke between me and me, and now it's all of us saying on it. Yeah. Uh, so nerdy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so anyway, we're out at the club. And <laughs> it's not like when you tell me you have an oop doot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When I tell Mariah, I'm like, so quick oop doot. <laughs> yeah, I think vowels are much more malleable than people give them credit for. Yeah, yeah, I still know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm out uh, with my friend um, with the specific intention of putting some dick between me and number 12 and maybe making him jealous as a bonus. So I'm out on the prowl, um, but at first I don't see anyone attractive in the entire club. Frustrated, I actually climbed up onto the stage, uh, which I think was like empty that night. I don't think there was anyone on there, but I like got on a like a vantage point, scanned the room. <laughs> this isn't even the first or last time I've done this. And that's when I see number 13. He's on the far side of the room. Just looks like you'd expect he would, you know, gray baseball cap with the 5950 uh sticker still on, gold chain. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, my life will never be the same. Oh, good lord, yeah. Um, a picture. <laughs> yeah. So I walk over to him and I lean up against the, the other side of the column that he's leaning on. I'm and so I'm just there. I'm drinking a Cuba Libre. My friend is trying to make it with some German girl, and like we've gotten separated. And so number thirteen kind of turns toward me, and we make eye contact and. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I never know if I've just kind of mythologized this moment in my mind because I've thought about it so much and I've told the story so many times. But I, the attraction was just like instantaneous. It was it was going down. Unavoidable. I love, I mean, I love like, I, I do, you know, I feel like there are moments in this podcast that we do need to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, whatever comes after, be it as it may, that's what it is. But how amazing is it that you were like, I want this guy and then you like walk up to the walk up to him like you know lean against a wall and make eye contact with him and there you go yeah that's how that's how fucking freewheeling I, I was feeling at this time and I have to say it's kind of you know stuck with me I mean I don't always have those you know like ovarios on a mm-hmm. given day but yeah, I don't know. I think I Ovaries. just felt yes, thank you. Yeah, I, I just speakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I just was like, I don't know. This was such a time in my life. I was like, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, the confidence is like I mean, is something to celebrate for sure. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. Um, and that's where it ends. Anyways, so he t- <laughs> so I, he kind of turns back to his friends, but not before he kind of links his pinky with mine which was a weird gesture but we just kind of stood like that for a while and not talking and then he kind of turned towards me and he introduced himself and um my friend Vicencio 
finds me there talking to him. And um, uh, when I go over to like say hi to Vicencio, number 13 comes with me and our pinkies are like still hooked together. And, <laughs> and Vicencio just cracks up. And he's like, oh, I see you found a friend. And uh, yeah, um, he was obviously never my friend number 13 like yeah. from that first moment but uh he would right. be around for a little while so yeah he asked me outside for a cigarette he asked me to dance he asked if he could kiss me he asked if i wanted to go to a motel and i was like yes to everything um yeah so that's, that's kind of nice that he like he asked you to dance he asked if he could kiss you oh yeah 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 definitely that's, he's that just feels chivalrous yeah totally I mean, I think yeah, he was he was playing his cards right. He was like, okay, I'm gonna see this one through. Um, Put down an ace and then a queen and then a yeah, king. Yeah, exactly. Royal flush. We're getting this girl to the motel. Uh huh. And um, I told Vicencia that I was leaving, and they got all protective and goes over to number thirteen. I just think it's funny and he like makes this little circle out of his two fingers and like to make like a magnifying glass and he's like I'm watching you this girl's like my little sister and, <laughs> and I only mention this because like it's it's just weird like everything in my life is so accelerated at this point like I don't even know Vicencio very well definitely not enough for him to be like calling me his little sister but I don't know. It was just like everyone was super important to me that I met and it did mm -hmm. end up being true. You know, we're still really good friends and we went through a lot together. And, you know, it's just kind of the same with this same with this night as well. Just everything is just kind of accelerated. I feel like I'm on this uh I'm on like the Mario Kart track, just like going at full speed, mm -hmm. like da -da 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 -da, just like hitting all the stars. And it's yeah, definitely. Kind of. Is it like the rainbow one? Totally. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know what you're talking about. It's <laughs> like can't stop, won't stop. You know, it was just felt like everything that everyone that I met just altered my destiny in some pretentious way. It was just, uh, it was kind of overwhelming, but also mm. kind of awesome. But yeah, um, right. And yeah, as I was saying, it's kind of the same for this night. And the night when I meet the father of my first unborn child. But Ooh. getting a little ahead of myself. <laughs> so anyway, first we go to the wow. motel. And we fuck all night and we fuck in the shower. And then he's like still in the shower or something. And I take advantage to like check his name on his ID. Because he's like <laughs> had like left his wallet out. And I straight up don't remember his name. But um, <laughs> we leave the motel and he takes like a selfie of us and um waiting for the bus like all hung over which is probably just so that he can tell his friends that he like had sex with a gringa but uh you know later we'd look back at it like wow look at us our <laughs> first yeah. morning together that's cute wow a selfie on the first hookup morning that's after bold. the first hookup yeah bold very yeah, bold i i can see we're like wow you're probably like i feel special mm -hmm. you know yeah he was hype and i was like yeah okay cool yeah um yeah so then we spend those those three weeks in in Valparaiso that I have left before I leave and we're um where we hang out a ton and I but I think like in a in difference like as opposed to with number 12 um with number 13 at this point at least I definitely have the upper hand 
Kind of. I mean, like, he wants to hang out with me more. He's always kind of chasing after me, trying to, like, figure out um, when we can hang out. And I think I kind of owe this to Vicencio in a lot of ways because for he just kind of schooled me on, like, you know, you have a lot of power in the situation. Um, you don't have to – not like, you don't have to give it all away. Like, don't have to have sex with it or anything, like, weird and old-fashioned like that. But he was just, like – I think just to kind of boost my confidence a little bit. Like I remember the first time that I hung out with number 13 again after we had slept together, after we'd met that night, I brought Vicencio for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, like we were always together. And um, we're waiting. Yeah, super weird. But we're waiting in the square and um, number 13 shows up on his skateboard um, cause yeah, he's like fulfilling all my middle school fantasies and, um, he's like, kind of like rolls up kind of late and he's like, I got to go do a thing. I'll be back. He's probably going to go sell someone Coke, but like, I don't know this yet. And, um, he's like, let's meet at this bar a little bit later. And, um, like the time rolls around and I say to Vicencio, okay, yeah, let's go like meet up with number 13. And Vicencio's just like, I'm not going anywhere. And I would suggest that you don't either. And I was like, what do you mean? We made a plan. And you know, like when you're traveling in South America, no one has a SIM card and like you can't do text messages, you know? So it's like, you don't go. Like, yeah, you could lose this man forever. And some of the best D, I was like, no, dude, we're going. And he was like, listen, I just don't think you get it. Like how much this guy is willing to do to like, sleep with you at the end of tonight so why don't you just chill he'll be back and I was like oh my god just sweating bullets and like but he was right he rolled back around and he was like hey guys I thought we were gonna meet down there and Vicencio just kind of like looks at me like did I tell you (laughs) wow that's a great pro tip I feel like everyone listening to this podcast who's like early twents like Mm -hmm. you Take note. Take note. Oh yeah, yeah. You need a. You need that Vicencio. Have take Vicencio as your guide because he's so wise. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. It's great for when you're like, like, still in the like dating hookup phase. Like, I if you if you try to pull that shit in a relationship, I think that makes you a bad person. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. And if you do it and you're a guy, then you're a fuck boy. But if you do it when yeah. you're in your early twenties and you're a woman, it's totally fine. It's empowering. Yeah. Take the power back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think it was just he he was watching me in number 12 like struggle and I think he was mm-hmm. just like, "Dude, come on." Like, yeah. You're it's okay. Like you you can chill. Yeah. Great um, advice. Yeah. And just boosted my confidence so much to have him like come back and find us. I was like, "Fuck. Okay, cool." Dude, it's such a power move to just not show up. Yeah. And make someone <laughs> come back and find you. And, like, have no phone and just be like, well, yeah. you know, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's like when I, I don't know, I feel like there are like, I, maybe it's like a movie. There was this movie called like Serendipity or something where oh, they, yeah. they met. I didn't, I don't know if I ever watched it, but like, she was like, oh, well, if we're meant to be together, we're meant to be together. And she like, puts I don't know something in a book and then right yeah they like write their names on the back of a dollar bill or something (laughs) and then they like find they get them back or yeah exactly oh god oh god it's so good it's so good that is good that is good I love that Uh, but yeah um 
So, okay, so yes, this is the time when I'm hanging out. I'm still sleeping with number 12. I'm hooking up with number 13. I've probably, I'm like fucking at this point in my life more than I've ever fucked and honestly ever hoped to fuck because it was almost too much, you know, but that's how I know I've lived, baby. I've hit my limit, Um, but I was, it was great. I mean, I was like sleeping with number 13 by night and number 12 by day i don't even know how i was working it out but um, how did your vagina do this this is my question for you yeah well my vagina was young um and <laughs> like did you have like a magical uti like prevention strategy right i mean i did get something at some point uh or like i think i got like a yeast infection at some point for, yeah. definitely from just too as much sex do. yeah yeah just and and then and then we were all on break and um and someone wasn't they, washing his hands exactly it was like I was I had to tell them both I was like you are gonna have to clean up because ain't nobody got time for this <laughs> we're taking threes off and everybody it's an unglamorous just like, convo but like one you need to have for sure oh yeah 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 definitely oh my god anyways this was when I had that terrible gynecological experience which I won't even go into when the guy just like. Stuck, stuck his fingers in my vagina and smelled them and was like, you have a yeast infection. <laughs> oh, my God. That was in Chile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, uh, I think you told me about this at some point. That's. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we probably have time to go into it if you want to, but maybe it's too much of a. I mean, I feel like I just told it like, it, yeah, you know, that, it, that was basically it. It was just like what is happening? Like, don't you have to do a swab? Like, and are you enjoying this? You know, like, uh, this is why I don't go to male gynecologists. Like, sorry to all the perfectly, like, great male gynecologists out there. It's like just one bad apple, you know, but that was enough for me. Like, I was like, no, I went to a male, he wasn't a gynecologist, but he told me that, uh, he told me that maybe my pussy was too dry and that's why it hurt when I was having sex. Excuse me, but I have an ocean in here and I'm just not turned on for you, you fucking freak. Like, do you not? Have you heard of the luteal phase? Like, get out of my fucking face. Yeah, and then he's like, we'll swab it just in case. And then it was like, oh, yeah, you definitely have like, uh, what was it? BV. Yeah, right. Or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, duh. Makes a lot more sense. Like, what is he just used to his wife's vagina? Like, what's wrong with him? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he just only touched his wet vagina. It's like, I know. I was like, fuck you, right dude. Now. I'm just confused. Like, why would you even say that? Don't even get me started. Don't um, even get me fucking started on that. So, so yeah, so yeah, that's how my vagina was handling it. Like, she was doing her fucking best, you know, but she was a workhorse. Yeah, honestly. yeah, yeah. She was really just She's doing it. Yard and daytime shift. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, it's like number 13 and I, we had so, we just had so much fun. I mean, this dude. He works at a salsa club, and he's a small-time Coke dealer. He knows everybody. He gets in everywhere for free, and they always send him a bottle of their cheapest champagne to the table. He's born and raised there. He takes me to a bunch of places I don't know about. He introduced me to all of his friends. Valparaiso is a total, like, labyrinth of a city 
there's a ton of like nooks and crannies and all these little tiny paths that lead from one hill to another. And if you're just like a total noob, like me and Vicencio, like you go all the way down and then go all the way back up again. But, you know, he was just like, oh, no, you just kind of like scrabble over this way behind this house. And it's no big. I don't know. And then I was that just such a, such a pro. All so of a romantic. sudden. So romantic. I think I'm falling in love with number 13. Fuck, dude. I mean, it is hard <laughs> not to. And I was just also so excited. I had to be dating someone from there, mm-hmm. you know, because me, I'm always searching for home or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And I know the feeling. Yeah. Um, he is also just super into me, as I said. He like takes me to spend the day at the beach with his family. He invites me to his parents' anniversary dinner. Oh my gosh. He wants to be with me all the time. Too much, too soon, you ask? Yes, definitely. Big red flags. <laughs> I don't know this. I don't know anything. I'm just like, yeah, well, we only have three weeks to- together until I go to Bolivia. We're going to, you know, squeeze them out when I'm not fucking this other guy. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean. Are you feeling like, yeah. are you feeling like love vibes or are you feeling like, oh, no, well, whatever. It's just a momentary kind of thing. Um, I'm feeling, I'm falling. Yeah, I'm falling hard. Yeah. I'm falling as hard as you can fall in, in three weeks probably. And okay. And I think probably also sleeping with someone else and having this other thing that was already going and kind mm-hmm. of trying to figure that out is probably keeping me from full on obsession, which don't worry, yeah. that will come later. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really into, into it for sure. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, but it's also just a ton of leaving energy, just really concentrated. And, um, the night before, or I guess, no, the, when we say goodbye, the night before I leave for Bolivia, um, we are in front of the hostel in Valparaiso and we're saying goodbye and, um, yeah, the next morning I'm going to hitchhike up the Pan American Highway with my – with Vicencio, number 12, and our other friend. Um, yeah, and the skater boy, like, he's just straight up breaking me ha- breaking me heart. All of a sudden I'm breaking Scottish. Breaking me heart? All of a sudden I'm Scottish. <laughs> he's breaking me motherfucking heart, Mariah. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, yeah, it was bad. It was so bad. And we're just like kissing in the street. And he's like, you should go in. Let's not, you know, drag this out any longer. It hurts too much. And I don't want to let him go. And yeah, as I said, I've fallen super hard. Um, But I do eventually cross the street and and get buzzed into the hostel. I turn around and wave goodbye. And he's there waiting for me to go in. And then I race all the way up three flights of stairs to the attic to see if I can wave to him from the window. And when I get there, he's already (laughs) gone. And I I just lie down on my mattress on the attic floor. And and, uh, number 12 comes in and he can tell that I'm upset. And he kind of gets in bed with me and he's holding me. And he's like, are you okay? And I was like, I just said goodbye to my friend and he's like oh he's kind of like stroking my hair and he's like well if it's meant to be you'll see him again and he was right (laughs) okay can I just say I wish I had like 
two boyfriends. So if I broke up with one of my boyfriends, like, you know. The other like, one could comfort you. <laughs> yeah, it's a great strategy. Also, like, okay, I'm noticing a bit in this, like, I mean, I don't know what comes after this with number 13. I only know what you've hinted at. Um, but as far as, like, his obsession with you and him being, like, you know, so into, like, the story of it, like, part of it probably is, like, you being a little aloof and, like, kind of having, you know, mm-hmm. I, like, I wonder if that's part of it. Because, like, definitely, there's nothing that makes a guy's dick harder than rejection. Totally. Totally. Absolutely. They just yeah. lap it up. They're like, oh, you have another date after this? Ooh, well, I love that, you know. Oh, my God. Totally. No, I think it's a – I mean, I heard of this book recently. I don't know if you've ever heard of it called The Four-Man Plan. No. <laughs> it's kind of like a self-help <laughs> book, I think, about <laughs> dating and whatever. And that's basically the entire thesis. And it, it, they made, you know, somebody wrote a whole book about it, but it's not – that complicated it's just like yeah you should be dating multiple people at once you know when you're figuring out the person that's uh you know gonna stick or whatever or maybe you date multiple people forever but uh if you even if you are looking for a monogamous thing like you know you should be dating people because yeah then you don't get all fixated on yeah just the this one thing and trying to make it work even when the person's Mm -hmm. kind of pulling away and that just kind of makes you well this is my style anyways to just be like no 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 more 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 so I think I'm really I'm really glad that I kind of just with number 12 was like okay this is a fucking mess like you're you know you're being cray cray about like yeah. this is such a weird situation. I don't need this. I can go out to the club, <laughs> do my own thing. But you know, it was a lot of it was also circumstances because I think, as I was saying before, I just felt so kind of free and and uninhibited and all that all that good shit. So I was just kind of like, okay, cool. Whereas in other times in my life, I just haven't had the haven't had the gumption to just. Just mm-hmm. get out there and like date a bunch of people at once. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, How do you? I mean, I I think I think like I have gone through phases of all of it. I think usually when I meet yeah. somebody who I'm like who I end up dating, like I know immediately that I am like really into them. There have definitely been times when I've been like into somebody and like think that it's a bit more than it is or whatever. I'm not trying to say that hasn't happened. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I think I think it's healthy to be dating multiple people. I totally do. I mean, I yeah, I literally had another date planned after my first meetup with my current boyfriend. Right. Yeah. Um, and he I, loved I, it. I, <laughs> yeah, he loved it. He he like you know he did. He actually did love it. But I mean, actually, <laughs> I think think that the key there is I wasn't expecting anything out right. of our date. I like had very low expectations for meeting up with him. Um, and I think that like I don't know my my friend uh, Morgan had told me one time. She's like, I always go into online dating expecting like the most that I can expect out of this is a friendship. Right. And I I definitely think that's a good way to approach dating. It's like, cool, like we're just friends like who, yeah, maybe we hook up, whatever. But like don't assume with somebody that you're like you're all in from the get go. Like, oh, like yeah. we're just friends until like there's obviously something more and we are defining it to be that, you know. Right. Yeah. Until then, it's just drinks and snacks. Totally. And I think there's like also it's like there's that it's kind of fun to to kind of be in that stage, the early stage where you're like, what is this? 
and yeah. you, like, you like the other person and you haven't really like had the convo about like if you're exclusive and you both have to kind of like work for it a little bit. I think that's healthy. Definitely. Definitely. I think it's usually a bit more fun for one person than for the other. But yeah, um, just because I mean, I wonder about this time for number 13 when I was kind of not always super reachable. I mean, and uh, I don't know if he knew I was sleeping with someone else or not, but he probably couldn't rule it out. He knew I yeah. was partying a lot and sometimes I just like wouldn't, you know, whatever, wouldn't yeah. meet up with him. Um, but it definitely works if you want to get someone to be super into you. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. No, but what also that means. I mean, from from the other perspective too though, like I whenever somebody is like basically after like our first few dates, like, well, great. Now I'm only with you. Like it's kind of overwhelming just as the recipient of that. Yeah. So actually, I mean, it's kind of nice to like, I'm just thinking about like the early days of my boyfriend and I's like relationship. Like, I feel like I definitely went through like a, like a switch kind of flipped where I was like, okay, I really like you. And then I was like, and then he went off and like, he already had like a trip planned to go like see his ex-girlfriend or something like that, you know? Right. And like, it, yeah, it wasn't ideal, but it was kind of nice to, like, have to work a little bit for it. Yeah, Like, in totally. a way, like, mm-hmm. I – yeah, I mean, I didn't – I don't know. It was so much better than having him just be like, well, now we're – you know, now everything's right. great. And it's like you want to be with someone that you have to work for a little bit. Absolutely, yeah, because then otherwise you never know, like, am I settling? Yeah, there's probably also something there that's, like, a little bit um, kind of a natural selection-y or something. It's like you're you're – like you're trying to I can't believe I just said natural selectiony. You're oh, trying I to can. Pick, I like, loved it. <laughs> you're trying to like your your body is trying to select the mate for you that right. is like the has the best g- genetic material. And right. how do you know that by knowing he's desirable to others? Yeah, yeah. Or she yeah. or they, you know? Right, right, which kind of yeah. right explains that whole that whole threesome fantasy. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. I guess that does explain it. Actually, no. My threesome fantasy is a lot more about like I want it to be all about me. Oh yeah, that's mine too. <laughs> totally. I know I'm the same. But a lot of people have that threesome fantasy where they want to see someone fuck their boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah. 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 That's what my boyfriend wants me to have the fantasy of. <laughs> right. I know. Doesn't everyone? I I want my boyfriend to have yeah, that want, fantasy. I was like, I could make that happen. <laughs> I know. I know. I want. Yeah. I I want my partner to have that fantasy too. But anyway, I mean, yeah. I think I think that's totally it. And as we as you get more ingrained in a relationship, probably more and more. So you know, you're probably. Yeah, it's just nice to feel like other people want your boyfriend or partner. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's nice to see it. See it in action. Yeah. Nice to have a little competition. Yep, 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 for sure. Well, without further ado, let's hear yeah competition. Nothing related to that, actually. The Great Race. Okay, yeah, it's helped. <laughs> yeah, this is, you know, um, this is this my number 13. Um, there's a few of them. Um, as you'll you'll be hearing from a couple different uh couple different 
13A, 13B, and a little <laughs> bit of 13C. Um, Amazing. But This is uh, our podcast, yeah. and we do what we want. We do what we want. It's it's a little bit satisfying to, like, start cataloging as such. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that some hookups, like, some of these hookups just aren't um, that, like, memorable or really important. And it's, like, they're not really bringing anything to the table. They're not, like – like really at the end of the day, this podcast is not about our hookups. It's about our lives. And I feel like these particular individuals, like, yeah, it was basically they all sort of helped create the same feeling in my mind, which is basically, you know, this is what I do not want in a relationship or hookup or in my life or whatever. Um, But yeah, I didn't want to, I didn't want to like overly dwell on it because it just kind of feels like it's, you know, doesn't have that much meaning at the end of the day. So I'm like, let's just knock them out. Yeah. Knock them out all at once. You know, I like it. Um, so 13A and 13B I had planned on talking about and I remembered 13C a couple days ago. So, nice. okay, sick. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's my senior year. It's winter. I'm still in Missoula. Um, definitely getting a little restless, ready to get the hell out of there. Like this is like final throwing the ring in Mordor, like finishing up school basically. Um, probably the longest time in my life I've been single at this point. I work at a flower shop and um, some of my best social interactions happen there. But outside of that, I'm kind of starting to feel like a little bit of like a misfit. Um, Mm -hmm. I've really started to grow apart from some of my friends. Um, I think being gone for chunks of time has a lot to do with this. Yeah. Um, And also just kind of me starting to just feel like, as we've talked about a gazillion times, like just I'm not like in love with where I'm living at the time. Right. Um, like I'm just, I'm not, I feel like there's always just something a little bit kind of missing there for me. And I just, I really don't exactly know what it is, but I'm always like craving adventure or like being somewhere else, you know? Um, so yeah. So actually I think it's possible that this might be like one of the most depressing times in my life. Um, I spent a lot of time like writing poetry alone in my room, spent a lot of time Skyping number 10, um, who I've kept in touch with and, you know, we've stayed friends. We don't say Guatemala fling. Mm-hmm, the filmmaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I we don't say I love you anymore. That was we kind of were like got that out of our systems, but we're very much each other's like support systems, and we like are you know have a very deep connection and stuff like that. That's sweet. Um, yeah. Sometimes a little phone sex. You know, Just a it's little a dark time. So cut me yeah. some slack. <laughs> yeah. What well, I mean, in the bright time, you can have phone sex. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Oh. I mean, I think the only thing <laughs> that I feel a little bad about is I'm like, well, we weren't technically together, so it's like, was I? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, was it good for both of us? Or I don't know. Who knows? I mean, he definitely obviously was very into it and consented. But anyway, that's not – it's not my responsibility to, like, decide what, you know, he's able to do. So grown up. Exactly. Masturbating himself. Barely (laughs) knows. Just kidding. No, he was a grown up. But, you know, it's – you know, that age is – it's pretty young. Like, you're – Oh, Yeah. You're a baby at that age. I was 21 at the time. So our frontal cortexes are just, just yeah. nascent. You're not fully developed. No. So anyway, um, one thing I was gonna say about that is I was also sad about number five. Still, a little yeah. a lot of processing there because you know number five just totally up and left, and so it's I'm like, it's you know he's not in my life, but I'm like I feel like a lot of processing of that relationship and like kind are of you guys in touch? Out. We're not in touch, really. I mean, yeah, I should say maybe a bit. So, like, he's – I forget I forget exactly where he's at, um, but he's, 
yeah, I, I won't go into too much detail with that. We'll pick that storyline back up later. Anyway, okay. We're like a bit in touch, but not a lot. Like right. very little contact. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so um, so the first thing that happened was that I hooked up with Debate Guy. Um, if you'll remember from I don't even remember which episode. I think maybe number six. It sounds right. Six, um, before I left for Spain, um, I was on the debate team. There's this guy. Uh, number 13A, we'll, re- we'll call him. Um, nice. <laughs> first, so if you remember correctly, um, we had a lot of sexual chemistry and, you know, tension, mostly because he was like an alpha male, kind of loud mouth who, um, you know, which is definitely kind of like a recurring trope for me. Um, he's really smart and kind of a jerk who has a really sweet side that kind of makes you think maybe he's just misunderstood and like deep down he's like a really good person. It makes you me wonder. know that type. <laughs> yeah. You know right. that type. He's like, uh, you know, yeah. there's just something about somebody who's a bit of an asshole and then they are really sweet to you like yeah. and you're like, like oh, am I special? I, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, so one detail I have not mentioned, uh, or maybe I have, um, is that basically for the last two years, he's been my next-door neighbor, um, which is okay. funny because, yeah, when ne- when number five and I broke up, um, I remember, like, I I think this was, like, back a year previously. So we're now a year post my um, drug overdose. And I think I, like, ran into number 13A, or something on and like talked to him on his porch and he's like oh well I always idealized your relationship and then because like he, we were together when he and I were like flirting right um, right yeah and then but then so then he's been in a relationship number 13a has and um you know we just run in totally different crowds like his friends are all sort of broy and like drive really nice cars and the girls are all really pretty and have like either blonde or brown hair like not in between With brown highlights oh oh yeah okay yeah I yeah you yeah. know what i mean yeah, it's like I it's do. either dark dark brown or like bright blonde yeah um, <laughs> such a good such a good description of what it is yes <laughs> Yep, uh, yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like more alternative, like from a working class background. Um, you know, it, it didn't really come into play at all in my college experience because I like went to school in Montana and pretty much everyone's from like a working class or middle class background. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of felt like I did in this relationship just because I feel like it was like sort of it was sort of like like bro jock frat dude kind of thing versus like I was like. Yeah, I guess just alternative. I don't even know how to, like, describe. I was just kind of, yeah. Yeah, thrift store finds, baby. Thrift store finds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, whatever. Um... Anyway, um, so one night when I was coming home from the bars, uh, he and his friends were outside and they like waved me over. Um, so I went inside and had a beer and then I was like, okay, cool. I'm heading home. And he was like, I'll walk you there. LOL. And I was like, <laughs> you know, cause it was like literally next door and I was right. like, oh, well, thank you. How big of you. Um, and so obviously took him into my tiny little bedroom, which is basically a back porch. <laughs> and you know, I think I didn't want to have sex. So I think I like gave him a blow job. Um, of course, because like that's what you did. <laughs> right. That was the move then. Yeah. In this day and age, I'd be like, no, I don't want to. Let's talk right. tomorrow or something like that. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I honestly forget what was said between us, but I remember kind of being excited that we were hooking up because I'd always liked him. Right. Um, and I think he kind of insinuated the same. Like, I don't remember. I don't know. If, I don't have like an approximated quote or anything, but I think definitely gave me the impression that like oh my gosh I've always liked you had a thing for you whatever because we had we totally had hadn't you guys even maybe made out in a truck in the snow on the edge of town 
I forget if that was like an actual makeout or an almost makeout. I don't think it was an actual makeout. I think it would have felt way worse about an actual makeout, but it was definitely like heavy flirting kind of a thing. Okay. Right. I don't know. The windows got a little frosty. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't know why. Like I just compartmentalized that and thought that that was okay. But anyway, (laughs) I guess I was like, well, I'm going to Spain. That was in my phase of like, well, I'm going to just do whatever I want. I need to find myself. So number five, you can just deal with it. You know, Anyway, um, yeah, I was like, you know, I think I may have even like texted him the next day, something like, oh, yeah, good to hang out last night or something. But he just like completely ghosted me. Um, If that's even possible for someone who lives next door to you. Yeah, (laughs) right. Come on, dude. Like at least. But people will. Yeah. um, It was it was definitely awkward and it definitely made me feel pretty bad about myself. Um, Oh, I kind of feel like it was it was just a weird power dynamic. Part of me thinks that he like saw my tiny little bedroom and lifestyle and was kind of like, oh, this is like weird. Like, I don't know why. I'm sure I that's feel not like- it. Men love to like <laughs> save a poor girl from her porch. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know you don't care anymore. I'm not trying to make you feel better, but I just I yeah. mean, I can, and I can imagine um, you that, you know, any like uh, how old are you? 23, 20. Mm hmm. Yeah, 23-year-old Mariah yeah. being like, oh, it was my no, room. Sorry, 21. 21. 21-year-old Mariah yeah. being like, oh, it's probably no. true. I mean, I think, you know, I, I was I was definitely, like, quirkier. I was – I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure what it was. Probably that, like, probably the quirkiness. But I don't know why I always felt like there was such a class thing with him. You know what yeah. I mean? Or, like, sure. a class thing. I don't know. It just felt like – I think I just like I wasn't like a glam girl kind of a thing. Um, right. Yeah. Right. You had dirty know. blonde hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like my hair was like a dishwater blonde shade. Like oh, oh heaven God. forbid. Heaven you forbid know, I don't like pretend I have blonde hair. You know. <laughs> I mean, it's funny though. The thing about ghosting is you never know. You just never fucking know. I mean, you've obviously made up a story and. You, you made up a story then and you stuck to it until now, which I can almost guarantee you is not it just because that's, that's kind of the magic of the ghost. Like he may have gotten back together with his ex. He might like, who the fuck knows? Like we just don't know. Maybe he had a herpes breakout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also very possible that I could have been a little too intense because I think I was, I mean, I was definitely like a little depressed at the time. Right. And maybe I was and I think I was definitely I see your in intent the, on blaming yourself, but I guess I'm Right, just- <laughs> right. Well, no, I mean I'm not I'm not necessarily right. I'm not I mean, yeah, he probably was just yeah, he was trying to get it in and didn't want anything after that, whatever. But like I felt like we were friends, you know what I mean? So I'm like I always like thought we yeah. were buddies. Um, totally. So it was it was fairly confusing for me. Um I think also but also I think to be fair, to be fair, at this point in time, like I I mean, not that it like uh, not it, not that it. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, explain or justifies. Not that it justifies right. the ghosting at right. all. Right, right. But um, pr- I definitely don't think I was in the best place to be casually dating dating as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It be- doesn't sound like it. Yeah, I think I was like sort of like in sort of just like needed friendship and stuff like that, and yeah, like companionship in some way. Um, it's which is a good segue. Reminds me. Oh, yeah, I was just gonna say. And then let's, yeah, by all right. means, let's keep it moving. But it just reminds me of what happened with me. And I think it was number ten or something. That was my friend. Mm-hmm. And then he came over yeah. and I gave him a blowjob. And then he just yeah. asked my roommate for weed and left. <laughs> 
whatever. Yeah. I was like, I'd been my friend for like eight years or I don't even know how long at that point. And yeah, yeah. like we're still friends and it's fine because like he's he was young and dumb, but it's just like, no, that's not how you do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was annoying to me because it's like, dude, I don't need to like date you, but like, can you just at least pretend like I exist or something? I don't know. It's just, yeah. I was bizarre. like really good friends with one of and his friends too. He was right there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's just like crazy. Anyway. Um, yeah. So good segue for that because um, there was the 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 next person that we will discuss. Um, number 13. <laughs> um, we will discuss in this <laughs> evening's programming. <laughs> so yeah. So um, I had met him in class the previous semester, the last semester of my junior year. Um, he wasn't in, he wasn't actually in the class with me. He was the TA for the class. Um, number 13 B was, um, so I had that class. I, you know, I'm not even sure why I was in this English class. Um, it was too easy for me. I think I thought I had to take it. Maybe it was like some sort of required course, but like, um, definitely was in there with people who like weren't English majors. And I was like, why the hell am I here? Right. Um, but yeah, there was a moment in the class that, uh, he actually referenced later where, um, I'd been like super sassy. Like I didn't really <laughs> talk a lot in class, but like there was during a debate about like college sports or something like that. And I definitely remember like kind of like calling out his point or something like that. Um, and I definitely thought he was really cute, but I was right. like, oh yeah, well, whatever. He's just the TA. Um, yeah. and kind of another one of those like learning moments where you're like, oh, well, is, are we actually flirting? Probably not. And then you realize later that he was like, yeah. Right. The fact that he was it. your teacher meant nothing to him. I mean, no, he's your he's the TA. I mean, I'm not trying to make this creepy. It wasn't. But it doesn't sound like. But I just mean like, no, you know, I think when you're just like, oh, yeah, he's just like doing his class and whatever. But no. it's like it's it's like if I can explain it um, without sounding cocky, it's like I didn't know the effect I have on men. Right. Right. <laughs> no, really no. no. Yeah. But, but, you've, but yeah, you said this before and I think it's it makes sense to me. I mean, now I feel like I'll, like, go out – if I, like, meet somebody or, like, go out to dinner or something, like, and we have a conversation and we have, like, that moment where we, like, you know, look each other in the eyes or something. I can tell. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's gone down. Yeah. You're like, okay, cool. But – and, like, in this moment, I was like, oh, well, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't know. Maybe I am just think he is cute and it's, like, whatever. Anyway, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear Yeah. You. So, anyway. So, he was – yeah, he was actually really attractive. Very attractive. Um. So I think it was sometime in the springtime. This is like a year after the class, basically. Um, and um, we are at this party in the woods. And of course, it's freezing. And he's become friends with like this group of friends, this kind of like wider group of friends that I'm, you know, loosely a part of. Um, there are bands playing and it's all very like rustic. Um, I kind of, I was sort of like floating around. I didn't have a ton of like close friends at the party, but um, I don't even remember like who I was there with. But um, I ran into him in the crowd and we went off into the woods together and talked and, you know, how to see me make out sesh. Um, nice. and then, yeah, yeah. And he was not, he was not TAing anymore. He was just, I don't know what he was doing. Um, he was just kind of like working, hanging out. And, uh, after that we, you know, we hung out a few times, like kind of dated. Like, I think, I think, you know, he, like I went over to his house and watched a movie and he like came over for dinner or something like that. Um, we definitely had, you know quote unquote, a lot in common. Like he was like, right. had like a master's degree in English or something like that. Uh, I think we both really liked each other and saw like potential there. Um, but, and I don't exactly remember like the first time we had sex, but like, I do remember the sex was good. Um, 
you know, but he had sort of like a brooding personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and like so many English TAs are wont to have. Exactly. Like and he was, he's like a little bit on the quieter side kind of. Um, yeah. Like I don't want to say melancholy, but yeah, he's just a bit quiet. And um, yeah, I think I was still dealing with like some unresolved issues with the whole number five thing. Um, like I think he was like number 13B was supposed to call me at one point and like didn't. And then, you know, I tried to talk to him about it. And then shortly after that, he's like, I don't think I this is going to work. And I remember being super disappointed, but like also OK with it, um, because in hindsight, I think I was more into the idea of him than I was actually into him, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, totally. I think I think I'd been like excited about us hanging out and like the potential that was there because on paper it was good. And like, right. you know, we were attracted, but then I think like in practice, it, like I did find he was like a little emotionally unavailable. Right. Um, Which yeah. is the last thing that you maybe would have needed. Yeah. More of. Exactly. Yeah, right. exactly. That's like honestly like my worst nightmare. I will never date another unemotionally man. An emotionally right. unemotionally available man. I know what you mean. Unemotionally man. Unemotionally. <laughs> Man, <laughs> um, a little it. a little coda to the story. Um, a few years later, when I was like 26, I was back in Missoula and I was on Tinder and he was there. And I was like, I have like no hangups about the situation. So I like, you know, swiped right on him. Um, nice. And we went to dinner. We talked. We like hung out. And I, I think I, at this point I was like way more experienced and much less like emotionally dependent um, and like way more secure as well in myself. Yeah. Like I had much better. I was more confident. Um, we had a fun night. We like walked around town and ended up back at his place and we hooked up and it was decent. But I remember realizing that I was just like not necessarily into him and had just been like looking for a hookup. And like I think we were both kind of like wham, bam, thank you, man. man. Interesting. And then you guys didn't hit you. That was that. I don't even remember if we texted, you know, I think I kind of right. walked away from that situation and was like, all right, well, see you later. Yeah, um, or not. But yeah, but like I have like good feelings toward him, you know. I think we like – I think go like hanging out with him again, I felt more much more like at his level in terms of um, just – I felt more mature. Like I felt like our maturity levels were – Had evened out. Had yeah. evened out a little bit. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, last last one here. Um, I 13C, as I remember, Fuck I just yeah. recently remembered it. Um, <laughs> this one – I love it. <laughs> This one was actually toward the end of my time in Missoula, um, and we will cover that more in number 14. Um, It does happen before number 14, though. Um, Uh But uh, he was just great. He was, like, a super fun guy, really nice. Um, He was, like, an entrepreneur, and we had, like, really good sex. Fuck yeah. And it was – but it was very much, like, it was, like, loved hanging out with him. I probably could have dated him, but, like, I don't think I was – I think no, probably may, no, maybe not. Actually, he was like he was a lot, but he was like just really great, and that was like it was just like one of those like really positive like shaker handers. Amazing, yeah, amazing. Yeah. A shaker hander here at the end of the thirteens. So mm-hmm. did you? So he was a grown. He was an entrepreneur. So he was a grown ass man. Yeah, he was actually really impressive. He was really smart. I really liked him. Um, but yeah, I think it wouldn't have like necessarily worked, but um what was I gonna say about that? Um oh one thing I will say that's kind of different between number thirteen A and B and then number thirteen C, which now I'm almost regretting including number thirteen C in this, but um thirteen A and B, I feel like it was like figuring out what I didn't want, and then thirteen right. C was like 
it was probably like a full six or, you know, it was, it was a while after all this stuff happened. Yeah. And I think like I was just way more like, um, yeah, I think I was just like more like in a better place when that happened. Right. You're coming out of, out of the dark times. Yeah. 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 Was there maybe even some leaving energy? Involved. There was some leaving energy. Although I'm as I'm saying this, I think I really fucked this up because actually I forgot number 14 happens and then number 13C happens and then number 14 happened again. Okay. Well that's <laughs> it's no problem. As we say, this is not a deposition. We're doing our right. best here. We're not I under know. oath. You know, know, we tell the truth, but I know. Part of, I'm like I almost want to like delete number thirteen C, but you know, whatever. As you as you wish, but I don't think you need to. I mean to. No, I feel like I feel like uh, our listeners are intelligent enough to um to like they know how it goes, you know, they understand. Yeah, the, it's a jumble. It's a jumble it's, in the old memory box. What made the yeah. sex good though? Yeah, the sex was good. What made it good though? Oh, what made it good? Uh, he was really strong, and he okay. was like, yeah, he was very like he was he like knew a lot about like the female body, like the. Yeah, I would say he like was very like me focused. Okay. Um, yeah, but he was just like strong and in like the right way, you know. Right. He just had good chemistry. Pick you up, toss you around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, he was great. Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> he was a lot though. Like his energy was like he was. I don't know. Could be. I don't know. He just he had like this big laugh, and he just I don't know. He was he was very into me as well. So anyway, he's great. Wish cool, cool, cool. Thank you so much, number 13C, for, <laughs> for servicing me. No, he's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I'm excited for number 14, kind of a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Number 14's a good one. I love it. Okay, so guys, don't forget to send in your sex stories. Um, just email them as a voice memo to what's your number pod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 859-904-9332. Remember to keep them under three minutes and to include which number it was, of course. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thanks. We'll talk to you sometime soon. Sometime soon. Thanks for listening to What's Your Number. This episode was produced by Olivia and Mariah. Music is by No Fancy. You can learn more about us and check out our blog at whatsyournumberpod.com. We are on Instagram at whatsyournumberpod and on Twitter at therewasthesguy. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, leave us a review wherever podcasts are found and subscribe to hear about more sexcapades. <laughs>